0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been reading The Magician's Nephew to our children before saying goodnight. It's the first book in C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia series. And in the story, we are made to be present at the creation of a new world, a land that will be known as Narnia. And the Genesis account of Narnia is creation by song. Lewis writes, in the darkness something was happening at last. A voice had begun to sing. It was very far away, and Diggory found it hard to decide from what direction it was coming. Sometimes it seemed to come from all directions at once. Sometimes he almost thought it was coming out of the earth beneath him. Its lower notes were deep enough to be the voice of the earth herself. There were no words. There was hardly even a tune. But it was, beyond comparison, the most beautiful noise he had ever heard. It was so beautiful he could hardly bear it. The horse seemed to like it too. He gave the sort of whinny a horse would give if after years of being a cab horse, it found itself back in the old field where it had played and saw someone whom it remembered in love coming across the field to bring it a lump of sugar. The genesis of our world narrated in our sacred scriptures, tells the story of our world coming into being by the creative and active Word of God. God sings, and the world comes into being. And in the fullness of time, in God's good time, the Word takes on flesh and enters into space and time as one of us, born of Mary, and sings of the kingdom. Those with ears to hear, listen, and discover the most beautiful noise ever heard, a beauty ever ancient, ever new. And they can't help but drop their nets and follow. Yoked to Jesus, they discover true life, abundant life. But others then and now, preoccupied with what they think to be more urgent matters, have no time for what they perceive to be a fanciful little tale about some song. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. If in self-serving fashion we drown out the song of the kingdom, and we forego the dance at the heart of God's Trinitarian life, if we fail to mourn, when our brothers and sisters wail. Then we begin walking to the banging and clanging of a banal and bleak sound, the greedy and apathetic sound of power gained at others' expense, and the destructive sound of the machinery of war and death that we think is needed to keep the peace. Drowning out the world's true song results in generations of systemic racism. It leads to a denial of the truth that in these days seems to have no limit. It leads to an ever-expanding gap between the rich and the poor, increasing fear and suspicion of each other, a willingness to destroy our environment, and so much more. The pandemic has laid bare many of our sins and offenses as a nation. We as an American society have not loved our neighbors as ourselves, we've not respected the dignity of every human being, we have not ensured liberty and justice for all. We have failed to live up to our ideals as a nation, we have fallen short of the glory of God. The first step in repairing the breach is to recognize, name, and accept these failures, and then to decide, each one of us, whether or not we are heartily sorry and truly repent. Do we want to hear the song of the kingdom that brings true life and liberty? and live by its beauty, or will we cling to the false gods that have us in their deceitful and deadly grip? The book of Deuteronomy understands this as a choice. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God by loving the Lord your God and walking in his ways, then you shall live, and the Lord your God will bless you. But if your heart turns away, and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him." As we mark the founding of this nation of immigrants, a project that at its very best seeks liberty and justice for all. And as we raise a glass to freedom, let us remember that we, the baptized, are the people called to choose the life of the kingdom. As the church, every week we raise the chalice of the kingdom. And we listen again for the beautiful song of redemptive love. And from this altar, we commit ourselves to the work of making this land equitable and just for God's sake. Every day we need to pledge allegiance to the one who stretched out his arms on the hardwood of the cross so that the whole world might come within his saving embrace. Jesus's saving embrace comes from a cross because the powerful and self-righteous tried to silence his song of the kingdom forever. Jesus turns up on a lynching tree because the self-serving and powerful did not dance, and they were not sorry, and they did not repent. We can choose side with the powerful, with those who think they are wise and intelligent in this age. Or we can become like infants, wide-eyed and loving. We can choose to be a people who know how to weep with those who weep and to join in the dance of love outpoured. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Friends, as those who receive the gift of life on offer in the kingdom, we have a responsibility to do all that we can to make our nation better. We can do better. We must do better. Do not lose hope. Instead, be a prisoner of hope. For lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey. Our crucified and risen king does not come on a war horse. He does not need a military budget or violent weapons attached to his hip to keep the peace. This king of kings, lays down his life so that the world might come back to life. The cross, his cross, that the powerful and self-satisfied meant to be the end of him, has now become his throne. He is lifted up for all time as the king whose song will have no end. And this morning, it sounds like this. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and I will give you life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.